probably don't need any introduction, Anthony Goff. It's um, fantastic to have you here today oh. um, to share some of your insights with us. And um, I'm so stoked to see that you're wearing GT purple brand. So of course. it looks fantastic. <laughs> Nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate some of the um, views that you have around uh, what's happening in our city and also um, uh, around tenancies, um, being a commercial landlord. So I'm quite interested to ask um, questions around that area. Well, I think one of the things people don't realise is that um, landlord-tenant relationships, it's very much a partnership. And the sort of Dickens old days of, you know, the, the man sitting in his counting house out the back and screwing the poor tenant. <laughs> hey, it's well gone. And if you don't work with your tenant, you don't have good tenants. And hey, we're in one of my tenants' premises here. And as you could see, no problem to come in here. Um, they work with us very, very well. We work with them. We're sympathetic. Um, and we've done all sorts of funny deals. Um, <laughs> to make sure that they stay with me because yeah. I don't want to lose any tenants and I haven't lost any in the um, any of the shutdowns that have happened we're still alive with all our tenants that's fantastic isn't it it's mm. really good that you've been able to have that relationship mm. with them yeah I'm interested to hear about what you've seen happening in the city post lockdown um, in terms of activity and has it surprised you yes it did first of all lockdown was everything was shut down and so for our hospo tenants we actually ended up not charging rent for the whole time on level four and level three lockdown and then we said we'll write 50 percent of that rent off and the remaining please pay it back over 30 months starting in 2022 so it's a long way off mm. um and it works at about a hundred dollars a week they'll pay back at a later date yeah it's great that you've been able to work with your tenants yeah. to help them through the situation and, and then once we came out and they were able to trade at level two which is what we're at in at the moment where you've got distancing and table service only and all that sort of thing um we were concerned with our tenants and said um we'll charge you 50 percent rent We'll look at your GST returns from this year and last year, compare it, and we'll top it up to match. So if you, let's say you're doing 80% of turnover, then the rent will rise up to 80% of turn of what it should have been. Mm. We've already had half our hospo tenants say, don't bother, bill us for rent, please. They're trading better than what they were a year ago. So that says something. It's If you're in the right area, you're doing, you're doing okay in the hospo. If you're in the wrong area, we're telling areas of, Christchurch and they should never have opened you know things like St Asif Street and um, Victoria Street they're they're hurting um, and yes I'm a direct result of that um, and there'll be probably something like I would think one third of all hospitals will have closed um, from what there was at the beginning of the year. Well hopefully things will improve and that we can come out of lockdown yes. um, over the next week or so. Um, because be yeah, than that. Uh, the, especially <laughs> your hospitality yes. um, tenancies, they are feeling um, the pinch you know, yes. across the city um, from social distancing restrictions yep. on them. Yeah. So um, in terms of the, the central city and um, I guess the vibrancy and the busyness of that, what have you, what have you seen post lockdown? It came back with a vengeance last time over when we got to level two we were surprised i was you know for me to and my, by the way my offer of 50 percent rent runs through to the first of october so i took it a long term view mm. and said we'll review it then and i said you can call up for it at any time with my hospital tenants and some have, have just called for it now but we're 
you know, you in this game, it's very much a long term. It's like a landlord. Hey, I'm not in it for this year. I'm in it long term. Yeah. You'd never survive <laughs> if you're in it for the for one year, year only. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, what what impact do you think that um, that COVID uh, and lockdowns could have on further central city development? It's been it's been vital to have developments such as the terrace, um, and there's still a long way for the city to go. So. How do you think that's going to be impacted going forward? I think it's going to slow it right down. Mm. I, I think there's not a great deal of building to go on. So what we are going to see, however, is that if you wanted to build something, this is a great time to go out and get a building built. Like I've got a patch of land, a thousand square metres, which I've got signed up to a hotel group who are just doing their due diligence. And they said, terrible time to have hotels, great time to build one, because they take three years to mm, build. Exactly. And by the time it's built, um, they will have got the cheap labour, cheap sourcing, because the builders are desperate for work, yep. and they a brand new hotel. Yeah. So, so I think there are certain, you've just got to look around and say, like, we're just building, building a car park and it's opening this week. And that'll be great. And it's 450 spaces. I'm very excited. I'm going to park there myself. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a beautiful car park. But um, the council's very keen on removing car parks in the centre city because they think we all should be taking the bus or riding the bike. Well, that's actually 80% of people don't do that. No. They, they take cars and they need to run off to... Need the flexibility. And you mm. have clients that are out of town that want you to Absolutely. call and see them. See, mm. you're not going to take the bus out to Sumner to see a Sumner client, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, that's a that's an area that I think there's growth. Like around the hospital, why don't they just farm it out to a private enterprise and say, you build a car park for the hospital and take the revenue? Or um, north of the square, you know, we've got a convention centre being built. Oh, where's the car park building? Mm. Haven't even thought about it. You know, so no, I there's think not one on that side, is there? Yeah, so I, s mm. I still see these opportunities. Yeah. And the track of commerce is look for the opportunity and grab it. Absolutely. So, I'm, so I think there are opportunities. I think there are office buildings. We won't see many of those built. We've got all these people who think they can work from home. Um, my answer <laughs> to that is, if you think you can work from home just as satisfactorily, then that opens the market up for your employer to consider where else they might get the employment. India is a it cheap does. place to get It does. Done. It's a very interesting point, isn't it? Because, um, you know, I think we've all had uh, a, a view previously that maybe it's not that easy to work from home. Uh, and then we were forced to work from home and actually said, hey, this is all right. Uh, we were quite fortunate. We'd um, invested uh, in technology and Microsoft Teams. Um, so we found the technology side and uh, we were well enabled. I do wonder whether there's a balance between doing both because um, but a lot of people really need the social side mm -hmm. as well. Um, having meetings with Zoom and that is, you can't body read, and I body read people all the time. Yeah. Look for the reaction and think, oh, perhaps I stood on somebody's toe there. But through Zoom, you can't see that. No, I know. I was talking to uh, your property manager, Anna, um, about that as well, and she um, reiterated the importance of the face to face meetings, mm. especially if you're um, talking to your tenancies about your arrangements mm. and negotiating. Um, that is really not easy to do uh, things like that over email versus sitting down and just nutting it down out yes. together. So there is a fine balance, isn't there? Yes, it's, it's quite nice you know, if, if you could be home with your children, but they are a distraction. 
very much so. <laughs> I can vouch for that one. <laughs> it's very, very hard to work with uh, kids running around behind you, but yes. yeah, what can you do when schools are closed? You don't yeah. have any choices. Yeah. And, you know, as soon as I could, I said to my staff, no, you're back in the office. Um, I'll let the odd day off to go and work from home, and Anna probably does one day a week at home, mm. and the rest are in my office. And so do you think your office tendencies might take a different view on um, the, the amount of office space that they need have, uh, going forward? If they can um, you know, have less desks, have some people working from home, hot desking, um, do you think that's going to change? I think they'll review it. There's definitely that's going to happen. Mm. Whether it will have a significant effect, I don't know. Um, some businesses, no business sits still. Everyone, you know, everyone thinks, oh, you know, I've got my space, that's great. It doesn't work like that. So you're either expanding or you're attracting. And COVID-19 perhaps is a faster attraction and working from home. But you also might be outgrowing your business. So you perhaps need that home situation where you can have some of your staff quietly working from home and not have to increase your office space. We're actually getting a surprising number of office inquiries, believe it or not, wow, right that's now. Fantastic. Like I've got three at the moment on my desk that we're talking to, and everyone said, "Oh, there's, there's no, there's no interest." Bullshit is what I say. It's there. So you're still confident of being able to fill vacant tenancies at the yep. moment, yeah. and you've obviously worked with your existing tenants yep. to keep them going as well. So, so I haven't lost that's any really of my positive. existing. Yeah. And um, and I've also just let a um, hospitality set of premises since the COVID, between the two COVID lockdowns. Great. So I've signed one of those off. So you've, you've just got to keep that fishing line Shows a wee bit of confidence, out. does it? Yeah. Which is which is fantastic. Mm. I think, you know, we need to have a positive outlook on this yeah. um, and that we, it is a short-term issue mm. and that we are going to get through it. So yeah. that's yeah. really good. I think you've also got to be prepared to support your tenants and perhaps more so than you might have done in the past. Yeah. How, how have you seen... Um, you know, impacts on mental health um, and people's well-being, stress levels. How have you dealt with that? Try to watch it carefully. Um, it does. It's it's much higher than it used to be, mm. and we all go through stress for one reason or another. And it's trying to be sympathetic to people and trying to recognise it early and say, "Do you need to take the afternoon off? Should I go and have a coffee? Whatever." I think you're right. There's a lot more mental stress. And we don't like to talk about it too much, but it is there. How have you been supported by the local government? Um, and is there anything that they could have done differently to support you during the lockdown? Well, it would be nice to see a bit of sympathy on the side of rent or anything else. But actually, the, the only legislation that was proposed was to meddle in my um, contracts with my tenants. Mm. And I don't, they actually need to stay away from that. That's... If, if you're too tough on your tenants, you'll lose your tenants. Mm. It's quite simple. It's a cut and cutthroat gameness, and you've got to work with your tenants. I work very closely with my tenants, so I don't lose them, because it's real simple to lose them, very much very hard, hard to, get, to get, them, get back. them back. Absolutely. So you're much yeah. better to you know look after the, the people you've got and make sure you don't lose them unless they're really totally useless. In which they're case. not paying their rent anyway. Yeah. Yes. So take a long-term yes. view on your relationship. What sort of advice do you have, like, um, you know, should we need to go through further um, landlord-tenant um, discussions around rent um, and lockdowns? What, what suggestions do you have on how landlords and tenants should approach each other in this conversation in a way that's going to um, 
you know, engage in a more mutual conversation. I can leave it alone. Let let business play the the field out. Um, those that are landlords too rough on their tenants will destroy any relationship that they've got with them. You need that. I keep talking about partnerships, landlord tenants. We've pride ourselves on a very close partnership with our tenants. I'm available to any of my tenants any time. Like you rang me up and said, oh, I need to have an interview. No problem. <laughs> That's so important um, to maintain it and be available. Yeah. And um, we I appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, it's a two-way street. You, you get rung up by me about all sort of technical things and said, oh, I do it slightly differently, Anthony. <laughs> and that's good. I need that direction. I'm always out there pushing the barrow, pushing the limits, and you're just keeping me on the legal side. That's good. <laughs> How have you felt supported by us during the lockdown by Grant Thornton? Oh, very good, because you, you answer the phone, and you know, we say, oh, I'm thinking of doing this or thinking of doing that. And you say, oh, I do it slightly differently um, <laughs> if I was you. And, and that's good. You know, there's um, laws to do with trusts that are coming up that are going to change. And you've been advising me helpfully on that area. And it's way outside my realm of it's new legislation that's come in that I've yet to sort of deal to. So, um, and we were talking about car parks and. Um, making sure they're tax deductible and the, the company that's renting its name and they don't get caught for fringe benefits tax and some curious twists of the law around that one. I actually think that the legal fraternity and the accountancy fraternity should be actually doing a lot better because people like me, my, I seek more advice from legal teams and accountants now than I used to <laughs> and that's all chargeable time and that's good. Um, Chargeable time is good in our industry. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> and, and, you know, you shouldn't have needed to put off any staff in your game. It's just a case of making sure that the clients who ask you to do work will pay you. That's yeah. the biggest risk. Yeah, it is an issue, yeah. But we've been working really hard with our clients to make sure they're in a strong position. And um, by and large, it's actually been quite fascinating what we've been seeing. Um, and it's similar to you know conversations we've had around what you've seen in the city, um, is that um, businesses have actually been doing um, extraordinarily well and way better than we ever anticipated. And um, I do wonder if, um, if there's a tie into that to the Canterbury earthquakes and given what we've already been through in the past and you know we've had to just deal with it, live with it and get on with, uh, with what we need to do, do you think that, um, that having gone through that experience has had an impact on our resilience? Yes I think you're absolutely right in that regard. We've, we've been hit sort of every two years we seem to get something that comes and smacks us around the deals um, and we bounce back. And we've bounced back so many times, you say, oh, there's another one to try me out. How's, how do I get around this one? How do I handle it? And you're right, I'm noticing that the, the, the fact that all my tenants tell me, don't bother about the discount, um, our GST returns would not justify it. Mm. Well, that's really nice. Um, that's not what I expected. I really did expect that they'd be at half rent, but that's not happened and I, th I think that's, that's wonderful. Christchurch, Christchurch never goes through the sort of the peaks and the hollows that perhaps Auckland goes through. Um, the, we tend to be a sort of more even, and it, it's a sort of gentle wave 
of ups and downs, and I think that's really great for yeah. Christchurch. So add our resilience into that, mm. and it's, um, I think it's kept us in a fairly strong position. And um, I got the feeling just from conversations that we had with various people that there may have been a more positive outlook in Canterbury mm. um, than perhaps there was in the North Island, and that was pre the second wave of lockdown. So um, I'm sure that's probably just um, exaggerated a wee bit more now. Um, yeah, so it's it's great news for what we've been seeing, um, really exciting um, opportunities ahead. And I think it shows us as well that um, our clients need to be able to change really quickly with the times um, and they might um, find that the strategies and the things that they were thinking about uh, working on previously just don't fit into the current environment. So. Um, you know, and I think that's what Canterbury people are getting good at is changing and moving and doing something different because our environment keeps changing. It's like the old farm, it was a number eight wire. You find a way around it <laughs> and and we're very good at doing that. We are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything um, that you've been seeing um, around the city that uh, raises concerns with you? Um, I think the slowness of the anchor projects worries me. Right. That they're just so conservative, like the um, covered arena. You know, that we've, we hit COVID-19, so, oh, we have to reassess the, the business model. I'm not going to tell you what the business model is. It's not going to make money. Just accept it. It's like the sewage system doesn't make money. Just <laughs> get on it. it. <laughs> we need it. Yeah. And I feel the same way about the covered same. You know, the, you've also got the Metro Sports. Mm. Gosh, it's so slow. And Tipai, the convention centre, wonderful facility. So we got shut down for, what was it, four weeks of COVID-19, and we've just lost four months of delivery time. Yeah. Now, excuse me, but that doesn't make sense. you know. And, hey, the East Frame was meant to be a big residential block for the centre city. We need residential in the centre city. Mm. There's a lot of those projects that are quite um, central to the... Um, the vibrancy of the city and um, making it a destination and a mm. place to go, isn't it? So yes. you're right, some of those anchor projects are not necessarily going to be um, income earning for the city, yes. but they're, they're very important to have to help people want to live here and make it a, a you know a fantastic place to live. Well, well, I did always wonder why they called them the anchor projects. <laughs> and I've realised now, they're stuck on the ground going nowhere, <laughs> like an anchor. <laughs> That's a bit cruel, isn't it? <laughs> 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 if we go into further lockdown, which could well happen, what are the top three priorities that you're going to focus on? I would say we should be aiming to try and get the economy running as fast as we can, do regional lockdowns, so if the West Coast has got nothing, let them run them s themselves at, at level one. What in the heck are we locking people down? Be regional, and I think we don't not doing that enough. And personally, I think we should be looking to say New Zealand's got is a unique position for tourism. We could actually open the doors to tourists and say, "You want to come to New Zealand? You'll do a fourteen-day quarantine. Tick the box which sort of hotel you'd like to be in. Oh, you want to be a five-star hotel? That's that'll be ten thousand dollars then for the two weeks, mm. and then say right, and you've got a three-month visa, and we want to see the money in the in the bank to." Um, make sure you actually can stay here. So we could end up as the exclusive tourism place of the world and use that to our advantage. And I think we've got a huge potential there, but we're not going there at the moment. Um, <laughs> what do you think the chances are of getting something like that through? Ah, oh, 
well, I'm planning to talk to some people about that one because <laughs> I think I think that would be a huge asset to New Zealand. Imagine if you're a wealthy American and you thought, gee, I don't like the way that we seem to have far too many deaths and COVID-19s. If I could turn around and take a three-month holiday in a country that's super safe, you'd be double down there as quick as possible. And tough, you take a two-week holiday in a nice hotel. And my <laughs> attitude about quarantine, if you break the quarantine and leave mm. the hotel, well, we've got another place for you, it's called prison. Mm. And then you won't leave. Yeah. Um, takes everyone to stick to the rules to yeah. make it work, doesn't it, for yeah. the greater good? Yeah. And, and you do a couple of people a couple of prison sentences and suddenly they take it a bit more seriously that yeah. we, we're serious about quarantine. Mm. So that's where I think we should be going, is bringing the tourism into New Zealand of the wealthy overseas people. And we could then lift our productivity and our incomes overnight. So my last question for you, Anthony, is if you had to pick one positive thing that had come out of this, what would that be? It would have to be that I'm um, much closer working relationship with tenants and the opportunity to sell the care factor that a landlord is often not seen as having. Mm. So if you play it right, it's turning a, a negative into a positive, and that's what I've been able to do with COVID shutdowns and my tenants work very much closer with us than they have in the past. Yeah, I'm sure that they appreciate that relationship. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's been absolutely fantastic talking to you today and um, you've brought us some very interesting insights and um, I thank so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Not all. M my pleasure. And it's great working with Grant Thornton. I have to say they've been a huge help for me. Wonderful. Thank you Thanks. very much. Good.